0: And welcome back to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. Now, on today's episode, I thought, what better way with Formula 1 returning this week? Why not go over what has happened so far this season? You know, to give us a little bit of a refresher um, for the next part of the season coming up. Um... I feel like we've all enjoyed a bit of a summer break, so let's give ourselves a little bit of a reminder, get ourselves ready for the weekend and go through things that have happened in the 2022 Formula One season. So what better place to start than at the beginning? 2022 was going to be the year where things were going to be different. A new set of regulations came into place at the start of the year in hopes of closer racing. Some of the impacts of the new rules, I do believe we will see the effects of more next year, with elements of the spending cap and then the the amount of time a team can spend in a wind tunnel, that sort of thing. The significant change for the cars has been with the use of ground effect to help reduce the impact of dirty air. It was thought that perhaps this year could be the last season we would need to see the use of DRS. However, based on what we have seen so far, I don't think this will necessarily happen for a while. So, my consensus regarding closer racing is that we can predominantly see this in the midfield, where the teams are a lot closer than they have been previously. I suppose a really good highlight of this, to some extent, is that all teams had points by Australia. Another big news story at the start of the F1 year was due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Haas dropped main sponsor Klee and driver Nikita Mazepin. During testing in Barcelona, they also changed the livery, as the colours on the car represented the Russian flag, or at least had connotations of that. Now, by the time we actually got to Bahrain for the last set of pre-season testing, we knew that Keller Magnussen, or KMAG, would be returning to the grid. And he has done so well this year. I think everyone has been happy that Kevin Magnussen has returned to the grid and doing so well in Haas. So, happy for them. And following on from discussions of testing, actually, one thing that kind of appeared then was porpoising. And now this initially predominantly seen on the Ferraris and the Alpha Tauris, from what I can remember, of the February and then early March pre season testing. However, this has been an issue that has continued throughout the season. Poor Pawpussing has become such an issue that the FIA has stepped in, and this has resulted in the floor height of the cars being raised. Teams have to ensure that this is completed by Spa, which is this weekend's race. The FIA has shown that, from the opinion of medical professionals, there could be severe long term injury. If the problem is not fixed. Now, many of the drivers have noted issues with this, um, which I do think has kind of caused the FIA to step in and do something about this. One area that has been a bit of a surprise this season has been with Mercedes. Usually at the front of the grid for the past eight years, they are currently considered the third best car. Whilst they haven't got a win this season yet, they have gotten better and have had a lot of consistency, which is evident in the driver's standings with Russell and Hamilton. So I am kind of intrigued to see what's going to happen from here, as usually Mercedes seems to have a bit of a tailwind for the second part of the season. So definitely intrigued to see what's going to happen with Mercedes and Russell and Hamilton. Whilst Mercedes seem to be creeping up to the front, Ferrari look as though they're losing their grip. The Italian team started out strong, but unfortunately, as the season has gone on, strategy mistakes and reliability issues have caused the gap between Red Bull to, ri- to widen. I did see a statistic from WTF1 that they put out, and it's something crazy that for since about 2017, every, basically driver that's won the first race of the year has ended up coming second and charles won the first race of the year and is currently now second in the world drivers championship so i'm intrigued to see if if that comes true so we'll just have to keep an eye on that now talking of red bull They had some reliability issues at the start of the year, but Red Bull has managed to get a hold of this, and it's been relatively plain sailing for them ever since. Despite Ferrari's misfortunes, they have shown moments of pure excellence. I hope the second half of the season will bring Ferrari back into the mix a bit more. While Red Bull is in a good position at the front, there is definitely a battle going on in the midfield, Alpine and McLaren are currently only four points difference from each other, which is currently the closest margin among the constructors. Despite tough starts to the year for both teams, they have started to come along and create some tense battles. That said, teams such as Alfa Romeo and Half have also provided great fights. One thing that I have noticed in the midfield, which I think is ever so slightly ruining this battle is that everyone ends up being in a bit of a drs train but that kind of does show how close the cars can get to each other now but because the drs train you kind of end up having like sometimes like four or five cars all just kind of stuck and there's not really anything they can do so kind of ruins it a little bit but hey hey one stat that I saw the other day, which I did think was worth mentioning in our little discussion about what's been going on, is that Verstappen and Hamilton are very close to being the two drivers who have had the most one-two finishes with each other, if that makes any sense. But yeah, they had the most one-twos together, I suppose is probably a better phrasing of that, which I thought was quite interesting, Um, you know, it's quite an interesting fact to tell all your friends and your family, I believe... It could be only one or two more races, they have to finish one two with each other and they will then kind of get that little that little title. I that was interesting. Anyway, as we come to the end of this whistle-stop tour, we have to mention the crazy start of the silly season we had. Now, it all kicked off the week of the Hungarian Grand Prix. Sebastian Vettel announced that he would retire at the end of the 2022 season. So on the Monday, the 1st of August, it was announced that Alonso would actually be leaving Alpine for Sebastian Vettel's now vacancy at Aston Martin for 2023. Everyone then thought Piastri would be a shoe-in for the now vacant Alpine seat. Well, I mean, Alpine actually did too so on the tuesday the second which was my birthday nonetheless alpine actually announced piastri would be promoted to the seat however a few hours later piastri released a statement on twitter saying that this was not true and he would not be racing for the team following that whilst nothing has officially been announced by anyone it is understood that piastri will be going to McLaren with the team buying out Daniel Ricciardo from the rest of his contract. We still have no resolution to this, but hopefully we'll find out what will happen over the next few weeks. There are also some other vacant positions. Well, not vacant, but there are some seats which are not 100% confirmed yet. So we still have... Yuki Sonoda Alpha Tauri, he's not re signed with them or signed with another team. Mick Schumacher, again, has not re signed with Haas. We don't know where he's going. Um, Alpine have the seat, and we also have Alfa Romeo with Zhou Guanyu, even though a word on the street is that. Um, everyone's been quite happy with his performance, so the likelihood is that he will stay at Alfa Romeo. But these are the seats that we know at this present time, nothing has been signed for those seats and those drivers. And um, I know quite a few of them kind of have... Oh, and I missed one, Nicholas Latifi at Williams. That seat is also they can because um, literally on the 3rd, those first few days of August, geez, there's a lot going on, um, I think it was on the 3rd or the 4th, um, Alex Albon and Williams announced that he had signed a new contract, it was like a multi-year deal, so um, Alex Albon is staying at Williams for the foreseeable. Um. So those are kind of like the seats that we know no one has signed for as of yet. And the drivers are lying to them at this moment in time. But as the rumours are showing, um, you know, it turns out contract doesn't really mean a lot. So who knows where people are going to end up. It. I have a feeling it's this silly season is about to get even sillier you know anyway anyway now what will happen for the rest of the season well we currently have nine more races left of the season with a triple header starting with Belgium this weekend as we have nine races left I did some quick maths for you guys so there is a maximum Of 234 points available for a driver, including the bus's lap point. I include that in there. You're welcome. And a maximum of 396 points for a team. So to be quite frank, anything can happen. With F1, I always think it is best to basically expect the unexpected. You know, we really don't know what will be going on. Anyway... Just to finish up, here is the current drivers and constructor standings as we head into the second part of the season. In first place, we all know who it is, it's Mr Max Verstappen who has 258 points. Second is Charles Leclerc with 178 points, so quite a big gap between the two. Third, Sergio Perez with 173. Fourth, George Russell with 158. Fifth, Carlos Sainz with 156. Sixth, Lewis Hamilton with 146. And now we have another big jump. So seventh, we have Lando North with 76 points. Eighth, Esteban Ocon 58 points. Ninth, Valtteri Bottas, with 46 points. Tenth, Fernando Alonso, with 41 points. Eleventh, we have Kevin Magnussen, 22 points. Twelfth, Daniel Ricciardo, with 19. Thirteenth, Pierre Gasly, with 16. Fourteenth, Sebastian Vettel, with 16 as well. Fifteenth, we have Mick Schumacher, with 12 points. Sixteenth, Yuki Tsunoda, with 11. Seventeenth, Guan yu with 5. Eighteenth, Lance Stroll with four. Nineteenth, Alex Albon with three. And in twentieth, we have Nicholas Latifi, who currently has zero points. And twenty-one, we have Nico Hulkenberg. Or Nico Hulkenberg. If you're Daniel Ricciardo, I honestly feel like he has a bit of an obsession with saying people's names. In very weird ways. I really do. Someone to check on him. And he likes national anthems too. I think. Um, someone needs to check on that man. Because. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then. The. Ju- no. just on the drivers. The Constructors. In first. Red Bull. 431 points. Two. Ferrari. 334 3 Mercedes, 304 Fourth, Alpine with 99, 5th McLaren with 95, 6th Alfa Romeo with 51, 7th Haas with 34, 8th Alfa Tauri with 27, ninth Aston Martin with 20, and 10th Williams with 3. So there you go, if you I've given you the numbers, I've given you the people you can do some calculations see what it would essentially take for your fave driver or fave constructor to the win let me know who you think might do it i think at the moment max is gonna he's gonna do it i think this year i think this year's kind of a you know pretty easy sailing I mean I say this I feel like I jinxed Ferrari earlier on in the years so maybe I've just jinxed Max oh no sorry Max if I do if I don't then doesn't matter but um yes let me know what you think in an ideal world and you know you can be as crazy as you want you know what calculation would you do to get your favourite driver or favourite team to win? You might have to say they have to win every single race and everybody else's that But if that's what it takes to get your win, let me know. Also, don't forget to comment and give it a review. It means a lot. And to share. Um, This is an independent podcast, so... The more support I can have, the better. But obviously, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. It means a lot um, to me that there's like people out there that actually listen to little old me. Talk about Formula One. Um it does mean an awful lot. Anyway, enough of the, the sappiness. Um we've got Spa to get ready for mm-hmm. Yep we got spa to get ready for This weekend Cannot wait To get Formula 1 back Even though can't believe I'm saying this I'm going on holiday soon Yeah, So I'm going to miss two weeks Going to be Very much time difference Very So I don't know how I'm gonna watch the race um but that does mean um you'll probably get one big race rundown because I'm gonna miss Monza and Zandvoort because I will be away um so I won't be able to really record but you'll get something whilst I'm away and you'll get spa too um so don't worry about that. Um, spa is looking like it's going to rain so we might get another well you won't get another instant there if i put rules in place to make sure what happened last year doesn't happen this year or any year after but um intrigued to see what happens we know rain can really throw the cat amongst the pigeons anyway i have rambled enough um, like I said earlier, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one which will be a return of the race rundown. But until the race rundown next week, I hope you have a good one. Hope you enjoyed the race. If you're in the UK, enjoy your bank holiday weekend. There's a lot of enjoyments happening. I just realised. Anyway, until next week,